There you go. All right. Hey, you know, take what you can get. We uh, are uh, finishing our uh, series today on Proverbs and uh, excited to be doing that with you guys today. And uh, we, uh, uh, you know, we, we, there it goes. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. I have a, I have a system here. So good to see you. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, last week we talked about, you know, men of God versus, uh, you know, uh, being a fool and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and today, you know, being that the last chapter of uh, the book of Proverbs talks about uh, what we know as the Proverbs 31 woman, uh, you know, and a, a godly woman, if you will, uh, it felt, uh, it felt uh, like, you know, doing, doing that last would be the thing to do. Uh, and since I'm not a woman... Uh, I ask my woman to uh, come and uh, and be with us today, and uh, so this is my wife, Erin, for those of you that don't uh, know her, uh, and we've been married, uh, and I know, I know what you're thinking, you're like, how in the world did he do that? I don't know, other than the Lord uh, was very involved, uh, but uh, we've been together 22, married 22 long years. Uh, <laughs> That's our that's our little joke, uh, and uh, we have seven kids. She had seven kids. I've been around for her to have seven kids. Is kind of what it feels like, uh, you know, most of the time. But uh, anyway, um, she, um, you know, uh, she she will absolutely uh, hate me for saying this, but when I read through this passage, I think of her. Uh, you know, she will absolutely disagree with that one hundred percent. Uh, you know, and say that uh, she doesn't feel, you know, worthy to be talking about this or whatever. Uh, I don't know anybody more worthy to talk about it than her. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that just, I think that just shows you kind of her heart and I already know that about her. And many of you do too. Um, you know, but as we've been walking through uh, this book together, you know, this book of wisdom, uh, if you will, will, you know, I, I think, you know, to be reminded that it is supposed to be helpful, Okay. Uh, and I think it's real easy sometimes for us to still go back to, you know, some of those old things of, you know, uh, we, see, we see Scripture say something and it means, oh, if I've got to do that, and if I don't do that, I'm A, a terrible person, B, Jesus won't love me, or, you know, whatever it is. We fill in the blanks with all of our little legalistic uh, things that we come up with along the way. Uh, and the truth is, is that none of that is true. Uh, this is all under you know, the grace of God and being reminded that uh, it, we can't fulfill these things. And, and, the, and the Proverbs 31 woman is, is really no different. In fact, um, you know, if, if we're not careful, we begin to think that if we don't do this or that, we're bad people. Uh, the truth is, is we already know we're bad people. We're sinners. Uh, and so we can't measure up. Uh, the Proverbs 31 woman is not a real woman, okay? Uh, and and I, think that, I think it's important to start out with that understanding. Um, and it's helpful information that points us to the fact uh, that we're being reminded that we're not perfect and only Christ is perfect and how much we need him. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the other, the other thing I'll make mention of, uh, you know, interestingly enough, if you go back and you study this uh, the way it was written in Hebrew, 
uh, the, he- the Hebrew version of this, if you will, uh, was actually done like an acrostic. You remember acrostics, right? You, everybody had to make one of these when you were in school, and like you'd spell your name out on the side, and then you would, you know, put, you know, Chris C is he's cool, and you know, H is he's hot, or you know, whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> subliminal messages for you, right? And so that's how I've done it all this time. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, the, the Proverbs 31 passage is actually written, it's very poetic, uh, and is written as an acrostic, actually as like the beginning of their alphabet down to the last letter of their alphabet. Uh, with like, and, and really what it's trying to do, what the writer's trying to do there, is he's trying to help us to see that this woman is someone who basically does it all. She covers the bases. Uh, God uses her in all of these different ways. Uh, again, it's, it's not, you know, oh, I don't, I don't have one of those things. I don't do half those things. What, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, a, it's a trajectory thing. It's an understanding uh, that God is calling us. And, and, and Scripture as a whole, that he's calling us to these things. He knows we can't fulfill them all, all the time because we are sinners. And I had, you know, wanted to, as we got started before we read the passage, I just wanted to say that if, you know, some of us ladies, if you've grown up in church, um, you may have what I would call almost like a relationship with this passage. Like you've heard it a lot. Um, I told Chris, I feel like, you know, in like the, I don't know, the 90s or 80s and 90s, I feel like this, it kept coming up. And of course we want a passage scripture to come up a lot, but I felt like it was being preached at us a lot. Um, I felt like, um, we were being told, you know, you must be perfect like this or you are a failure, like Chris was saying. And as a woman, as a female, when that just keeps coming at you, it can feel burdensome. And so it felt good to learn. I was never taught growing up that this wasn't a real person. You know, how wonderful is it to find out that this is just um, a goal and something that um, we get to do with Christ's help. Um, And as we read through this today, and you're seeing all the different types of things that she was doing, even before we started, I just wanted to remind you all that this was written, you know, a long time ago, and the examples that are given represent that culture, um, but the values and principles that we're talking about, well, they still apply, you know, so we just have to look at how they apply to us today in 2023 compared to, you know, long, long ago for the alphabet woman. I think it would be good if you took up spinning wool, though. In my spare time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Proverbs 31. Let's go ahead and jump into this. If you've got a Bible, go ahead and get it out. Go to Proverbs 31, verse 10. If you don't have a Bible, our ushers would be glad to bring you one. Just throw your hand up and let them know that you need it. Uh, even if you just need to borrow it, if you don't have one, we'd love for you to keep it and uh, consider it a gift. But uh, Proverbs 31, verse 10, um, and it says this. It says, an excellent wife, who can find? Uh, She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Uh, You know, one of the things that uh, I want to stop here uh, before we go further, one of the things that I I see and and as I've studied, I've heard several people talking about uh, through this passage is you actually, you know, it'd be easy for the fellas to say, oh, we're talking about the ladies today. Uh, I'm going to check out. First of all, 
if we are talking about just the ladies today, you probably shouldn't check out because I've yet to meet a one of you that's got them figured out. Uh, but number two, uh, it actually speaks to uh, husbands, men, and, and you know I know that not everybody's married and all that, and, and this still applies. Uh, you know, because of, you know, knowledge of what could be one day or to, again, help counsel others in your life or whatever it may be uh, with godly wisdom. Uh, one of the things that you see is you're seeing in this passage, through this passage, some, some pieces that are very important for men to understand. Uh, the first one right there, and you see it right there in verse 10, it says, an excellent wife who can find she is far more precious than jewels. For a Proverbs 31 man, uh, you know, for us as men, one of the things that we've got to see is that we are called to, if you are married, to treasure uh, your wife, to treasure our wives. Uh, more precious than jewels. She is, she is it. She is the most uh, important thing outside of Jesus that we have. I, you know, I, I, you hear me talk about this. I'll say it again. It's, it's, it's so important, and it's so important for us as men for and even in our households, as our kids are growing up, if you have kids, for our kids to even see that this is true. My children need to know that she is the most important thing outside of Jesus in my life. And she is. There is nothing I own that is more important, and there is no relationship, even with one of them, that is more important than my relationship to her. Uh, and, and that plays into some things that we'll see later in the passage of you know, how, how husbands can, can lift up their ladies. Uh, but then verse 11, it says, the heart of her husband trusts in her. So the second thing uh, that we see is we see that there is a culture that's been created between this husband and wife where he trusts her, and, and this culture has been cultivated for her to go and flourish and do the things uh, that she needs to do. And we're going to see throughout this passage that this is this isn't like a this isn't like a you know little you know lady at the house who doesn't you know she just kind of you know is there and is at his beck and call or whatever she's no she's doing she's doing business she's doing all kinds of stuff we're going to see that through this passage uh, and and really that comes from him from from their relationship being one of such a way where he trusts her solely to say go on do what you need to do you know I don't you know. I don't need to babysit you while you go to the grocery store and how much money you're going to spend. You know how much money you've, we've got. You know what our budget looks like. Uh, you know, she, she goes and does the things uh, that she needs to do, what, whatever that may be in her business life or whatever uh, it may be. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's, that's pretty important. Um, and so, you know, we've mentioned here, of course, in verse 11, um, you know, her husband can trust her. And then verse 12 says, she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Um, and the first thing I want to touch on is just that it does mention um, in verse 12 that it's all the days of her life. You know, there are uh, circumstances where, you know, the husband may pass away first. And knowing that her heart is for his good, even if he's not here and how precious, you know, that could be. I have my tissues. I will cry the whole time. Um, I'm ready. But anyways... We, but when you, um, we talked last night about how we've seen that. We've yes. seen that in the lives mm -hmm. of, of several ladies who have lost their husbands, even in the last few years, even a part of our church, who they still go on. Uh, and I brought this up about a, a pastor friend of mine who passed several years ago and how his wife, even though she's remarried, 
honors his legacy. She talks about him on Facebook on his birthday and, um, you know, on uh, the anniversary of his passing and all these things. And, and these ladies, even in our church, same thing. We see that over and over and how good that is for their kids to grow up continuing to, you know, know the legacy of who that man was because she knew him better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and the feelings like that, trust like that grow, you know, during your time together, during your marriage, um, but they grow on purpose. It doesn't happen on accident. Um, so when we hear these words, we, you know, that he can trust her, that she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Um, these help us really see that she is a safe place for her husband and the people in her life. She is trustworthy. She's kind. She's peaceful. Um, and so we've seen this picture of a woman of as we've gone through Proverbs, you know, you, uh, there's been a lot of like the contrast, right? So we've seen a picture of a woman of folly um, in contrast to this wise woman in Proverbs. And the opposite of what I would think as a safe person would be a contentious person. Um, in Proverbs 21.9, it says, it is better to live in a corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. And the NASB says contentious wife. Um, what is contentious? A contentious person is someone who's combative, they're testy, they're disagreeable, they cause arguments, they're provoking. Like, um, this is the opposite of what we're seeing in this um, safe, trustworthy, kind, peaceful person who is, uh, who is earning the trust of her husband. Um, and in Proverbs 12, 4, uh, it says, an excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who brings shame is like rottenness in his bones. You know, so I just felt like those two really gave a really clear picture of the, the two ends of the spectrum here. Um, and of course, obviously, we all have hard days. We have fallbacks, you know, all those things. But we see the goal here is to be the kind of person that the people in our home know that they can trust and come to us as a safe person. If you go to verse 13, it says, she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. Uh, she is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and, provoke, and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. I mean, this is a, again, we've got a picture here of someone who not just is working hard, but willingly, you know, she's willingly working hard. She's doing, you know, she, she isn't literally a ship. You know, she is, she is like a, she's willing to do the work of a ship to literally go wherever she's got to go, do whatever she's got to do uh, to help, you know, bring the food from wherever it's got to come from uh, to help take care of her family. She's a hard worker. Yeah, she, she is using her hands for the good of her family uh, and those around her. Um, and I just, I really stuck on the word that they, she does have willing hands, that um, she doesn't shy away or avoid uh, the work that is to be done. And she serves them with love, you know? Um, and when you think about our hands, things that we do with our hands, our hands are intimate. They, they care for people. They are, they are what we use to touch people. Um, so think about the hands of godly women in your life. Um, people who you who have touched you, who have made an impact on you, and I was just thinking about how you know we would want 
people that are our children, our grandchildren, people who are in our lives now to look back and remember our hands and the things that we've done with them. You know, uh, I was laughing thinking about my kids, thinking about me scooping millions of cookies, you know, or whatever it is, but you know, they will have um, just memories of the things that we do for them all the time. And we want, we want to live a life that leaves them with those good and precious memories. And that's a, a chance, a choice that we get to make. Um, in contrast, uh, we have um, Proverbs 14.1 that says, the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish, and I'm reading this from the NASB, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. Um, so we do, we have this choice to build up our home or tear it down literally with our own hands, with our words, with the choices that we make and the way that we treat and care for the people that God has entrusted to us. She has a rebellious spirit where she has to, you know, input her own, you know, biblical, you know, version. She can't go with the ESV with us today. She's she's got to throw in some NASV, you know, to throw everything off. So, yeah, that's the version I read. Sorry. <laughs> Whatevs. Um, verse sixteen. It goes on. It says this. It says she considers a field and buys it. You know, so she's. I mean, she's a wheeler dealer. Uh, you know, with the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She's a gardener, you know. Uh, she dresses herself with strength. Uh, she's strong when needed and makes her arms strong. This, the strength part of this, oddly enough, if you translate it literally, is, is almost like a, a manly strong. Uh, not like it is. It's like it's saying like she's like she has the strength of a man, you know. Uh, now, I'm not encouraging, you know, like manly women here or anything. You know, I, I purposely don't want a manly woman. Uh, I like my woman being a woman. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very pro <laughs> that. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, but I, I think it's interesting to see, you know, I think, I, think, I think a lot of times the church has done a disservice to ladies over the years uh, who feel called to work, especially outside of the home and some of those types of things. Uh, and, and I mean, this is, I mean, this is painting a picture of someone who is, who's not just, not just ready to work with their hands and work hard, but is like smart in how she goes about doing it. It goes on verse 18. Uh, she perceives that her merchandise is profitable. So I guess she's good at eBay. Uh, her lamp, uh, does not go out at night. Uh, you know, she, she, you know, does whatever it takes. She puts her hands to the staff and then, uh, and her hands uh, hold the spindle. But all of that is talking about, uh, you know, what it takes to spin wood. The distaff is a is a is kind of a fork thing that holds the wool, you know, before it gets to the spindle and is being spun. So again, like Aaron was saying, this is very much, you know, written to that time. Uh, although, wouldn't be a bad idea if you take it up, uh, you know, that uh, you could make us some clothes maybe or something. <laughs> I, it makes me think of like the Cosby show where... Uh, we just watched that episode yesterday. Where, is it Denise makes the shirt, the shirt for Theo? For, yes. Yeah, and yes. it's really crazy It was looking. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, whatever. Um, well, and so like we mentioned here, some women, you know, we all have different callings in our lives. You know, some are, some women are called to stay home, some to work outside the home, some to work from the home. Like this takes on so many forms in 2023, doesn't it? Like it, it can look, especially after COVID, right? I mean, things just can look so different for all of us. Um, and even if 
we're called to be home. Some of us are still having a million side hustles. Y'all see me making cookies and selling nail polish and all these things. I'm home, but still contributing in the ways that fit in with the season of life that we're in right now. Um, but the key is that we seek the Lord in all of it. So we want to cling to him, look to what he is calling to us to do for our own families. Um, if, if he calls us to it, it's for our good and it's for the good of our family. Um, that's his goal too, not just ours, you know? Um, one of my best friends has a corporate job. She's worked there forever. Um, for many, many years, she's been able to work from home on one day a week, which allows her to care for her mother. Uh, this was in place long before COVID. It wasn't as often that people were getting to do this. Um, it was just a really great picture of what a God thing that was. You know, she knew he wanted her to be here, but she also had this responsibility and he opened the door for her to, to do that and fill both roles that she was called to do. Um, I have another best friend who had been working outside the home um, and then felt the Lord telling her, hey, for this season, I think I need you back home. I think, I think you need to be home more, but she still needed to be making an income. How do you do that, you know? And he gave her this idea for this, what, she would laugh at hearing me say this, but like I, I, at first glance, like a crazy job. Like how, how is that even gonna work, this business that he gave her this idea for? But he gave her the idea, she left her job, and he has blessed it abundantly in a way that like, who could have imagined, you know? But it's just um, a picture of that, if he, that he has a plan. He has a plan for you um, and your family and exactly what you all need. And sometimes it looks a little crazy, right? It's gonna look different for all of us. In fact, it most likely will. It will look different um, than someone else's and that's okay. Um, as long as you're seeking the Lord and following what he has called you to do, that's where you can trust the plan because it's his and not ours. Verse 20 says, she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. This is, this is someone who uh, she loves and serves others uh, with compassion. Yeah, I feel like in this, we're, we're reaching past just the people within our four walls, within our home, you know, um, that this is just another picture of her using her hands to care for people. She's opening, she's reaching out her hands uh, to the poor, to the needy. Um, basically, she's, she's listening to the Lord and she's looking for opportunities to help people in need around her. Again, another time when that's gonna look different for different people according to who's in your circle or just who you run into on a daily basis, et cetera, and making the most of those relationships or to know when people are in need, to know when you could be of, of help to them. I think, I think we as husbands sometimes don't always understand when, you know, our ladies feel called into those situations. Sometimes we, we may meet them with a little bit of like frustration of like, really? Like we got, why we got to do that for them? Like why, why are we, you know, why are we, getting, you know, and, and again, this is, you know, something that God has placed on their heart. Uh, and I think is important for us to understand this is a part of them following uh, what God is calling them to do, their passions, their ministry uh, to serve him. Uh, verse 21 says, uh, she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Uh, you know, here in that little section right there, I, we see this picture 
of you know a lady who is is ready uh, to, literally for the storms of life. Uh, you know that you know because she's good at spinning the wool. I mean, uh, fail right here. How many of us have made our own bed coverings? Have you made any of the bed coverings? Or, okay. See, that's well, a the godly rest woman of us. Right that's there. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have definitely Thank made you, zero Carol. bed coverings. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what you see is you're, you're seeing. You know that this is someone who's working hard again to help take care of her family, and not just her family, but also for herself. That you know she's literally. Uh, you know, and, and I think really even pointing when you look at verse 22, it says she makes bed garments for herself and her clothing uh, is fine linen and purple. It's speaking to like the quality of her work. Uh, I really think that's what the writer is trying to communicate there, uh, that the quality of the work that she does isn't like, you know, it's not like the shirt that Denise made for Theo. It's like legit. It's like, wow. You know, look at her, look at the clothes that, you know, she's got, uh, you know, kind of thing. She's, you know, she presents herself uh, in beauty. Verse 23 goes on, it says, Her husband is known in the gates uh, when he sets among the elders of the land. And, and I think this is really pointing to uh, that her, you know, his reputation uh, is, has been built up because of being married to her. I mean, I, you know, and I've felt that way my entire marriage uh, you know I, I love taking Aaron you know places with me I you know I you know we talk all the time about how you know we just wish we weren't so busy going so many different directions a lot of times during the daytime especially because I'm like I just want to take you with me and just to be honest with you part of that is like I love for other people to meet my wife I love to watch their reactions and be like hi how did that work out you know kind of thing um, I mean, I know what, I already know what they're thinking. I just, you know, I just love the shock factor of it, you know, so, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, and she, you know, she builds him up even among, you know, the others at the gates. That's where, that's where everybody met. That's where, you know, everything happened, uh, you know, and all that in town. Uh, verse 24, it goes on, it says, she makes linen garments and sells them. There we are again. Uh, and delivers sashes to the merchant. So she's, I mean, she's, the hustle is full on uh, with this lady. Uh, you know, and then it says, strength and dignity are her clothing. So even though we see her making clothes and all that, that's not, her clothing is not the most important thing to her. I'll let Aaron speak to that in a minute. And she laughs uh, at the time to come. She's not worried about tomorrow. Uh, she opens her mouth with wisdom, so she's choosing her words wisely, and teaching of kindness, the teaching of kindness is on her tongue, uh, so she's encouraging and actually speaking kindness uh, to those around her, and she looks well into the ways of the household uh, and does not eat the bread of idleness, so she's busy. Um, and I, I really wanted to focus on, you know, verses 25 to 27 here, you know, it, she, it says strength and dignity are her clothing. Um, that's something, you think about that, that's something she has to put on, right? Um, and it made me think of Colossians 3, 12, which says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. So, you know, we are, we're putting these things on like a coat. You know, that's the way I've described that verse to my kids in the past, you know, because um, 
these things that are listed here, they don't come naturally to us. Um, in fact, they, don't, they certainly don't come from our own effort. They come from an outside source. They come from Jesus. You know? So when we see her clothed um, in strength and dignity, and when we look at these other words from that verse, you know, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, these things come from an outside source. We don't have to say, well, that's not me, because we already know that. We know it's not us. We know that we need help, and Jesus is the help. Um, but when you look at that verse in Colossians also, it says, put on then as God's chosen ones, right? Chosen ones, holy and beloved. <clears throat> when we truly grasp, like really deep in our hearts, what it means to be chosen, that God chose us, and that we didn't earn our place in the family of God. So it has nothing to do with our accomplishments, our capabilities. Um, it's only because God reached down and chose us. It really helps to um, have a right view of ourselves, that these aren't things that I'm going to figure out and I'm not going to be this noble and virtuous wife on my own merit. It's literally because God's allowing us to place his qualities on ourselves, literally like a garment. Um, which is so cool since they've been talking about that all throughout. Um, <clears throat> strength, dignity, um, a noble and virtuous character, having no fear for the future, being able to speak with wisdom and kindness, not being idle. These are things that we place on our shoulders. It's a gift from Jesus. They're not of our own doing. Um, <clears throat> this life, like following this example that we're seeing here in Proverbs 31, is a living out of the fruit of the Spirit. If we know Jesus as our savior, the Holy Spirit is living inside of us and he's helping us to make the choices to live this way. Um, so it's not dependent on us. And I find that just to be the most wonderful news that it's not dependent on us, that we have a helper with us throughout this whole, this whole living out of these things. Calvin Coolidge had this quote, and you've probably heard this quote, and it's been kind of contorted and used by different people and said different ways. but. Uh, he said that uh, nothing in the world can take place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Uh, you know, I, I, think, I think a lot of us in general, you know, find ourselves at times feeling like we're not as good as somebody at something that we're, we feel called to do or that we are doing or, you know, that's a big part of our life or whatever. Uh, and I think that that reminder for us today, uh, you know, of, of how God uses this hard work, you know, what we're seeing, this woman of action, that her work is paying off. It's, 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 it's helping a family. It's uh, supplying a family with all these things and care and love and, you know, not just food and, you know, clothing and stuff, you know, but just all this stuff that is, is so important, you know, and, and, you know, God bless the ladies for uh, you know, him calling them into our lives. You know, I, I feel a lot like uh, Nate Bargatze. I don't know if you know Nate or not. He's a stand-up comedian who's a believer. He's actually from Old Hickory, and uh, he's, he's had a lot of, lot of uh, fame here lately, which has been awesome to see. Uh, but he, you know, he, he talks uh, several things in this vein, but one of them is a bit about, uh, you know, how, you know, one day the school called him and, you know, wanted to, wanted, they were trying to track down his kid, you know, and asking, they were asking him a question about his kid and what, which class his kid was in or something, or what bus number, you know, the kid rode or whatever. And, and Nate was like, um, um, you know, I'm the dad, right? 
And he's like, you know, and, and I, I totally feel this way. He's like, I mean, like you saw like a number for my wife and you saw a number for me and you thought calling me was really like the way to go here for information about my kid, you know, and what bus number, you know, I'm thinking you might could just go ask like some other random ladies at the school and they would probably know more about the bus number, you know, for the kid or whatever. But yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm extremely blessed, uh, you know, with how God helps take care of our family through, through Aaron. Um, uh, going on, verse 28, it says, uh, her children uh, rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, uh, but you surpass them all. Uh, and uh, we see two things here. We see the kids praising her. Uh, we see the husband praising her. Uh, you know, uh, she surpasses all the other ladies. I mean, I, I feel that way at our house. <clears throat> I would, and I, and I would venture to say that most ladies probably read, especially that maybe that verse twenty-eight, and they're like, uh, you know, my kids are not praising me. You know, my kids are like, I hate your guts. Uh, you know, I, you know, I don't even want to get in the car with you. I can't believe you made me wear this today. You know, uh, whatever it is, uh, and you know, but. Here's here's how I see that. Uh, I see that almost kind of going back to the Dave Parkazzi thing. Like if if my kids need something, they're not they're not asking me for it. In fact, they'll ask her a question about me with me sitting there. They'll they'll be like, "Hey, what's Daddy doing today?" And and then she'll she'll look at them and go. He's right here. So he's a real person. Like he's sitting directly. You could ask him that question, you know, and, uh, you know, but uh, the the truth is, is that our kids love her. And I know she feels like they, you know, probably want to burn her some days or whatever. But, uh, you know, the truth is, is they they love her. And uh, when they draw pictures, they're more likely to draw pictures of them with her. You know, they, they write little notes and stick them to the cabinets in the kitchen sometimes, you know, that just say, you know, Mama, I love you. You know, I mean, that's it. You know, that, that's that. I mean, their, their heart is, is there, you know, and I, and, I, and I see that. And then furthermore, the husband praising her, uh, you know, piece. Again, this is back to the Proverbs 31 man, uh, you know, if you, if you want to go there. Uh, that man is an encourager who is building up his wife that the things that he's saying along the way are reminding her to build her up, to help her to see. And, and we got to do this. If you're a husband, you got a wife, we, we got to do this from time to time where we're, where we're just loving our wife by saying, you know what, you, this, it's amazing to me what you do. It's amazing to me how God uses you in our family. Thank you so much you know, for this or for that little thing or this little thing, that big thing, uh, you know, and, and help encouraging her in that way. Um, Verse 30, it goes on here. We've got the last two verses. It says, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. Uh, you know, and this is, you know, speaking to the inner beauty, you know, of, of this lady. It says, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And, and we, this is taking us back to, you know, Proverbs 1-7, you know, that the fear of the Lord leads to knowledge. You know, this is the beginning of knowledge. It is the beginning of knowledge. Uh, it says, um, you know, and, and for us to, you know, see it put this way, I think is important for us because, again, it's kind of what I was talking about last week with the Ephesians 5 
passage of, you know, men and women and submitting and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, but if this is, if this is about following the Lord, forget what words are used. You know, this is, this is about someone who, is, who knows Jesus, who loves Jesus so much that their life is so changed that they want to follow him with everything they've got. And that's, that's exactly what we want. I mean, that's what we want. I don't care if you're a man or woman, if you're, you know, whoever your spouse is going to be, that's, that's what we want is we want someone who loves the Lord so much that they're going to follow the Lord with all their heart. Uh, you know, that their fear of the Lord is not about a literal fear of, you know, being afraid of him, but recognizing that he's on their team, that, you know, they have the ability to walk through life knowing he's got this. They're trusting in all of their hearts into him, not, not a spouse, not another family member, not a best friend, not a parent, you know, they're trusting in the Lord uh, for all things. Uh, and then furthermore, verse 31, it says, uh, give her uh, of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. And so then we see even this piece here of God himself praising her and lifting her up for the great things that she is doing, the great work that she is doing uh, in her home, but in the community, in her work. Uh, you know, it's, and, and it's specifically even saying, let her works uh, praise her in the gates. That, you know, basically, again, you're going back to this like, idea, everything happened at the gates. You know, remember, husband is hanging out at the gates with the elders, and he's the man because he's married to her and all this kind of stuff. You know, and that you know, her name is synonymous with, you know, as someone who loves the Lord, follows him, works hard, you know, all of this because of how she has carried herself in her work, which goes back to other scripture that is this, you know, uh, you know, may we may we worship God in how we do everything, that in even in all of our work, that it may glorify the Lord that because we do our best, uh, you know, that that sort of thing. And so uh, you know, I, I think that that's huge. Uh, the whole book, the whole book of Proverbs begins with a dad teaching a son to make woman wisdom his wife. And it ends with a husband praising his wife. That, that woman wisdom is Jesus. You know, that, that's, that's where wisdom comes from. It's from, from the Lord. It's from, it's from Jesus and to know him, to have a relationship with him. And for both, for both men and women alike, we are called to know him. And that's, that's really what the book of Proverbs is trying to help us to do. It's trying to help push us as we see all of Scripture as the story of God, of you know, the Old Testament all pointing towards Jesus and the New Testament pointing back to Jesus. You know, this, this, this whole thing of like it's really about him. And so the book of knowledge, you know, this, all of this knowledge that we gain uh, through the book of Proverbs is, is, again, it's supposed to be helpful. It's not something that you should walk away today going, well, I guess I need to get better at making blankets, you know, or whatever it is, you know. Uh, it's okay, you know, uh, you know. And yeah, you may be convicted about something or whatever, and if that's, if that's from the Lord or whatever, then great. You know, listen to that. Pray about that if, if God's speaking to you about something. Uh, you know, and, and honestly, for even us as men, I mean, we, we should probably be convicted on, on how much we lift our wives up and how well we love them and care for them uh, and do things for her, you know, as an encourager or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, that, you know, today's probably a good time. You know, I'm just saying to, to maybe, you know, say, hey, I love you. 
you're doing an amazing job. Thank you for all you do. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, the Proverbs 30 woman is, you know, 31 woman uh, is a gal who knows Jesus and she spends her life pursuing him while fulfilling the roles that God has put her in while she is here. Um, and it's the hardest work. It's the hardest work. I, I, I don't know how she does it. People ask me all the time, how, how does she do it? How does, how does she do all st- with seven kids? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, and I, I know to her, it feels like most of the time uh, it's all like crashing and burning and all these, and that's not true. And, and the proof is in the pudding of just even how God has been working in our children, uh, you know, and we see that especially as they're getting older, some of them are getting older, you know, and all that. And, and I, it's not because of me, you know, it's, it's, it's because of her. Uh, you know, and the Lord uses, obviously uses the both of us in, in some ways, but I mean, you know, it's just amazing to see. And, and my job is easy compared to hers. Um, and, and so, you know, whether, and whether you're here today or you're listening online or whatever it may be, uh, you know, it, it, no matter if you're, um, if you're single or married, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, you know, whatever it may be, uh, you know, God is calling all of us to himself, and to his work, not our own. And so what is that in your life? That's, that's really a question that we can walk away with today, uh, is what does that really look like um, in, in our lives, whether we're men, women, whatever. Um, you know, and uh, a woman of folly misses this altogether. You know, uh, but a woman of God, a man of God, walks in his knowledge and meets the world with it head on. And the truth is, is we're meeting the world head on every day. So why not do so with the knowledge of God instead of the knowledge of us? You know, we're really good at our knowledge, you know, and we can be specialists at a thing or whatever. But at the end of the day, when we are specialists in his word and the knowledge of him and following him, something amazing and very special happens. And, uh, you know, and, and if you're here today and you've never trusted in Jesus to be your savior, maybe you're hearing this, you know, for the first time and you're going, you know what? I don't know Jesus like they're talking about. I just want you to know we would love to share with you what it means to know Christ as your Savior. And you can pray and ask him to be your Savior today. We'd love to pray with you about that. In fact, when when we get done here, we'll we'll both go out to the foyer and hang out out there for anybody that would like to come out uh, and pray or talk about uh, what it means to know Christ as your Savior or whatever. Uh, you know, that, that would be uh, the most amazing thing. And so uh, for us as believers today, may we be a people who are willing to follow Christ into anything he might call us with his knowledge, not our own. Uh, and uh, I hope that today uh, that you ladies are encouraged by the scriptures, uh, you know, and not feel beaten down. You shouldn't feel beaten down. Uh, the reminder here again is we're not perfect None of us are perfect. Jesus is, and that's why we need him. So let's pray together, and uh, we'll continue to worship. God, we come to you today and and just ask, uh, Lord, for you to help us. Help us to be able to see the ways in which we need uh, you. Help us to be able to trust you in knowledge um, and all the things, God. I just just pray uh, that, Lord, as, as we seek you, God, that you would show yourselves to us, that you would help us to see who you are and who you've called us to be.
And help us to be faithful to being those people. Help us to be faithful to be, uh, Lord, your church. And Lord, even in our own homes, God, that uh, the ministries that you've called us to, the people that you've called us to in our communities, in our neighborhoods, whether it be, uh, you know, even our spouses and our children and other family members, God, the other people that you're putting in our lives, Lord, help us to be Jesus to them. God, help us to trust in your knowledge and not our own. God, I pray right now for anybody that's not trusting you to be their Savior. God, I pray, Lord, that you would do a work in their heart right now to help them to see how desperately they need you. God, we recognize you, Jesus, to be the only one that's ever kept all the commandments, that was perfect, without sin. And God, it is this reminder today that our sin has broken with you, between us and you, God, the thing that we need. And God, we just pray today, Lord, for anyone that's never trusted in you, God, that they might be saved today, forgiven of their sin, made new in you. God, given new life here and new life in eternity. God, we just pray, God, that you would do that work in their heart. May they speak to somebody about that today. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. It's in his name we pray all of it. Amen.